You're listening to the ONP Check-In, an SPS podcast. This podcast brings you the latest happenings in the ONP industry. We're unpacking trends and news from this tight-knit orthotics and prosthetic community. Thank you for joining. My name is Jackie Green, and I'm a marketing specialist at SPS. Brendan is on the road this week, but he will be back on the next episode. Today, we're going to be tuning in to a conversation with SPS's Chief Supply Chain Officer, Kate Means. Before we get into that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Discover diabetic footwear that your patients want to wear. The Boss Runner sneaker by Apex is one of the kind. It features breathable mesh uppers, 5 16th inch of removable depth, in two layers and a multi-density midsole with a reinforced shank for torsional rigidity. The Apex men's and women's boss runner is sure to become a new favorite among your patients. Discover the full line of Apex footwear on the SPS website by entering A-P-E-X into the search box. Many thanks to Apex for sponsoring this episode. Now let's see what's happening at SPS. The STNG C-Form Tube is a synthetic scanning sleeve designed to easily capture a negative mold of a patient's limb. In the latest episode of the Clinical Minute, SPS marketing consultant Liz Hillen provides an overview of the C-Form Tube and shares a step-by-step casting instructions. To capture a cast, all you need is some water, plastic wrap, gloves, cutting strip, and of course, the C-Form Tube. It's so easy to apply and dries in minutes with minimal mess. So visit the SPS blog to watch the episode today or follow the link in the show notes. Today, SPS's VP of Operations, Colson Chase, chats with Chief Supply Chain Officer Kate Means to provide a quick update about what we're doing to get products to clinicians faster and more accurately. Kate Means has an incredible background, guys, and her team is doing great work to improve operations here at SPS. So let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. I'm Colson Chase, and I want to welcome you today to the SPS Check-In. I'm joined by Kate Means, our Chief Supply Chain Officer, to share some of the latest happenings of what's going on with supply chain. Welcome, Kate. Thanks, Colson. It's great to be here. All right. So before we really dig in, uh, since it's your first time joining us here on the Check-In, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. So I live on a small lake in Georgetown, Kentucky, just north of Lexington with my husband and dog. A prior position brought us to Kentucky from the Boston area, and we just love it here. Prior to joining, I was with McKesson, where I was responsible for their 3PL operations. I had a unique and very honored opportunity to work side-by-side Moderna as we brought the COVID-19 vaccine to the market. So it was um, quite the experience that I I will cherish. And prior to McKesson, I spent most of my career um, assuming leadership roles and transitioning divisions or projects within Osram, Slovenia. In those many roles, I had global responsibilities, which allow me to travel all over the world and have some really unique experiences, um, meet amazing people and and experience different cultures. When I was looking then for a new opportunity, I met with this leadership team and their passion for patients and employees was evident in all of my discussions. And I knew immediately this is what I wanted to make my next home. It's been good getting to know you. So I'm, I'm glad we're able to, to introduce you to the customers a little bit more as well. So now let's maybe let's go ahead and talk some supply chain. So right back in January, we announced our, uh, we announced our supply chain optimization strategy. 
So maybe recap that a bit for us and, and tell us how that's been going. Okay, the, the big components obviously is we did um, a consolidation of our distribution centers and we implemented a WMS system. And there were several objectives to the strategy. First and foremost, the goal was to improve the experience of our clinicians, customers, so they could maximize their time they spend with their patients. Our DC consolidation allowed us to increase the number of SKUs stocked in our distribution centers, reducing the number of shipments per order clinicians needed to wait for, track, and receive before they could take care of that patient. We also moved our custom orthotic fabrication to the distribution center so they could be paired with the shoes prior to being sent out. And perhaps the biggest lift was the implementation of the WMS system. This system provided us the foundation for us to continue to deliver cost-effective patient-centric solutions for our customers. I can confidently share that now it is going well. We had some bumps in the road early on, which really impacted our quality and service. And in addition to the challenges you would expect while implementing significant changes like we were, we were facing the same things that many others are, are, were facing in the market with continued impacts of COVID absences, supply chain disruption, and a really tough labor market. Our dedicated, dedicated team though, never lost their way. They fought through every day and every weekend. They stayed committed to making sure that our clinician customers had what they needed for their patients. And I'm happy to say that both the system and operations are now stable and continue to improve every day. So, you know, if we look at it, maybe from a customer's perspective, right? So for those watching today, now, how have these changes helped kind of their service levels um, and what they're seeing? Right. So we're, we're seeing some of the transportation numbers are coming up. I'll be honest, I don't think they're ever going to get or it'll be a long time before they get to pre-COVID rates really from any of the carriers. But we've seen those consistently now over 93%. We're also seeing a 25% improvement in the number of shipments from their home DC. And what this means is that they're getting less receipts for them to process and a shorter transit time. And this adds up to backroom process savings and reduced costs. So maybe if we take kind of a, a wider view on it, right, and look at more of a macro environment, the supply chain challenges, you know, had a pretty big, in, you know, impact on our O&P industry last year. Are we still wrestling with a lot of those challenges? Do we expect to be, you know, how has the supply chain evolved through that? You know, where are we going there? Yeah, I, I would say in general, we are still wrestling. I think we're getting a little better at wrestling um, and, and it's really shifted. So our challenges have shifted, but not necessarily gone away. And I think this will continue for a while if we ever really get back to the old norm. So the entire supply chain is still struggling or dealing with shortages. And those shortages start right from the materials needed to make products through the finished goods we deliver and then the capacity we get them to delivered. And as we know, the constrained capacity in the and the fuel has also resulted in double digit inflation, which we are all looking for ways to address. So we've seen some relief in the capacity of container shipments coming from overseas, but it's still extremely tight. And we're also still seeing strained capacity on the carriers, both long haul and local, which challenge, which are also challenged by labor and are therefore impacting the delivery times and our cost. So those delays, although they, they might be small and some are longer, cumulatively from the beginning to the end of a customer supply chain, we know that in many cases it's significant. So we're doing everything we can to make sure that we have what we need in-house. So when they place an order, we're able to get, get it to them quickly. 
So, so what can our customers do from their end to, to counteract some of these challenges that, and kind of help from that side? All right, so our procurement team remains focused on making sure that we have options. We will continue to do our best to keep all items in stock, but from time to time, there may be gaps. So I encourage everyone, if they don't already know the similar alternatives that we stock, please contact their customer service representative and have that discussion with them. It might not be exactly what you were looking for, but we do have many items that have alternates that have the same fit and function, um, and will absolutely be able to be utilized in a pinch. For off the shelf frequently used items, I strongly suggest you keep a few more on the shelf and order less frequently. That will allow you to place fewer orders and save on freight costs. Those items that need to be ordered for a specific patient, place that order as soon as you can. That helps in two ways. It's not If it's not stocked in your primary DC, it gives time for the alternate DC additional transit time, and it also increases their utilization of ground versus air. The cost difference between ground versus air seems to grow every day. It's substantial and it can really add up. So, so what else here today? Anything we haven't covered that, that our customers should know about kind of supply chain and where we are? You know, sometimes Colson, I wish we could have all of our customers in to meet the team. I just want them to know that all the work we've done is really just the foundation. And this is allowing us to have better data, better systems and processes in a, in a fantastic facility with a team that comes in every day ready to, to make sure that the shipments get out to them so they can take care of their patients. And all of this work will is just positioning us better for the future. We thoroughly understand our role in the supply chain for the ONP patient, and we are fully committed to making sure we continuously improve. No, for sure. I, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, through some of our challenges and times, I've, I've helped out in the DC, and I can see the team out there and the dedication to, to getting caught up, getting you know the right stuff out to to the clinicians so that they can serve their patients. So, you know, appreciate your team and your dedication. Uh, you know, you've, you've been here now, I think eight months and a lot has changed. I, I credit a lot of that to, to you and your team's dedication. So, you know, thanks for the impact that you've made already and will continue to make in the years to come. So with that, you know, thank you, Kate. Um, and thank you everybody for watching today. Appreciate you joining us here on the SPS check-in. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to watch the full interview or read the transcript, follow the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the OMP Check-In and SPS podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please, 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 please rate and review the show to help fellow OMP professionals find us. We would also like to hear from you directly. What topics do you want us to cover? Do you have any burning questions? Email us with your thoughts and your feedback at SPSpodcast at SPSCO.com. That's SPSpodcast at SPSCO.com. So we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.